I want to deal with the subject this morning. We're going to title, What You Think? Stand with me, grab your Bibles. How many times a day do you say that to somebody? What you think? Me and my wife's right in the middle of an extensive remodel, and I must ask this 50 times a day, because what she thinks is law. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Boy, I got a healthy amen out of all them fathers. <laughs> amen. What you think, reason what you think is so important because what you think is your belief system. Amen. What you think is the well you draw from. And if the well is contaminated, it does not matter what your geographical locations is, what your surroundings is, what your social status is. If the well you're drawing from is contaminated, your whole life is contaminated. Amen. Because your, 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 your perception is your reality. Are you following me? So I believe this could be, and I may say this a lot, but the word of God is so awesome. I just believe this could be one of the most important tools that you're ever going to get. And I also believe that it, it ties right in with the sermons that you heard last week that my son's been teaching and even on Wednesday night. So grab your Bibles and start with uh, the book of Mark. Mark chapter number 11. Mark chapter number 11. We're going to be, uh, start in verse number 13. Let's go to verse 12. Mark 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, talking about Jesus, Jesus was hungry. And he saw a fig tree afar off having leaves, and he came to it, if happily, expecting that he might find anything thereon. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Now, I don't know if you're reading out of King James Version Bible, but if you are, I need you to highlight that word he answered. Jesus answered. I didn't realize the fig tree was saying anything. But to answer means to respond to something that demands a response. Are you following me? Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Look at verse number 20. And the, and, and the next morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter called to remember and said unto him, Master, behold, look, the fig tree which you cursed... <coughs> Is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he says shall come to pass. Somebody read it with me. He shall have whatsoever he says what do you say you shall have whatsoever you say 
Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Isn't it amazing how Jesus is, is interchanging saying with praying? Are you, are you catching this? Saying with praying. Sometimes praying has to go to the next level till you start saying some things. That's what Jesus is saying right here. Anything you say, you speak to this mountain, it's going to be removed. But anyway, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. That's the word of God, amen? Turn with me now to the book of Ezekiel chapter number 37. And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by round about them. And behold, they were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very, very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I'm going to lay sinews upon you and I'm going to bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Wow. Let's pray together for you seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Father. For the honor of being here and in your presence this morning. Thank you for what you've already spoken to us by song. But Lord, we pray now that you'll make a deposit from heavenly manna in our spirits, that we leave here richer because of your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. Ezekiel 37 is one of my favorite, and it's a written vision that Ezekiel shared with us. And the scripture said that God carried Ezekiel out in the spirit and began to show him some things. And there's so many revelations to be uh, gleaned from this chapter. But the, the one that amazes me the most is the fact that God always partners with man to bring about change. Amen? Are you with me this morning? God always partners with man to bring about change. I mean, here God is. He's about to bring national revival. God's about to bring national uh, restoration and reformation. And he looks at Ezekiel and says, what do you think about it? 
What do you think about it? I mean, God has shown him the, uh, a completely hopeless, impossible situation. God literally, literally took Ezekiel by the hand, led him around in the valley of nothing but dead, dry bones. And then in verse 1, God said, uh, the Bible says that God set him right in the middle of it. Set him right in the midst of a hopeless, impossible situation. Is anybody with me this morning? Have you ever found yourself right in the middle of what seemingly is an impossible situation? He didn't set him on the side where he was close to the end of it. But the Bible says he set him right in the midst of it. And he asked this question, son of man, can these bones live? Now, my first thought is, when I read this, is, you know what? You're God. What difference does it make what Ezekiel thinks? <laughs> I mean, just really. Are you with me? Why do you care what he thinks about this situation that you have the power to change if you want to? But he asked him, what do you think? And, and, and you would think it doesn't really matter, but in reality, God uh, can partner with you and bring it. If God's going to partner with you in bringing change to your situation, he's got to know where you stand concerning it. Now, I just said something you got to get a hold to. I said, if God is going to partner with you to bring change in your situation, the first thing he's got to know is, where do you stand about it? What do you think about it? Amen. And not only do I see God operating on this level, but I've seen Jesus in the New Testament when the blind men were following, amen, saying, Lord, have mercy on us, thou son of David, amen. And Jesus never stopped. The Bible says he went on into the house and the blind men came in uh, and they were saying, Lord, heal me. And Jesus asked the question, do you believe I'm able to do this? They said, yes, Lord, we believe. And Jesus said, well, be it unto you according to your faith. So with every situation, with every circumstance that you find yourself in, amen, God he always wants to know what do you think. Can these bones live? Can this impossible situation be changed? Are y'all listening to me this morning? Can the doctor's report be changed? Can, can, can the addiction be broken? What you think? Can, can the negative mindset be overcome? Can, can the disease be reversed? That's all God wants to know is what you think about it. Can the parish be changed? Can my spouse be saved? Can my children be transformed? And the reason God wants to know uh, 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 what you think about it is because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And God only partners with faith. In other words, God's not limited by the hopeless, impossible situation that you may be in. He's only limited by what you think about. The hopeless, 
impossible situation that you have found yourself in because what you think is your belief system. You can't live beyond how you think. My God, is anybody with me? I'm already preaching this morning. You, you can't live, amen. Your actions will never supersede your belief system. No matter what's coming out of your mouth, what you really believe will govern how you respond to your situation. Amen. And it doesn't matter if you got mentors and pastors and, 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 and friends standing around you, speaking into you and speaking into you and telling you you're able, you're able, you can overcome this. Amen. None of that matters if you don't believe it. Oh, help me this morning, Holy Spirit, amen. It doesn't matter if you got all the helps you need. It doesn't matter, amen, if you got a system built around you that is conducive for you to be successful. If you have a defeated mindset, you will set in conducive circumstances and lose the battle every time. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Amen. It doesn't matter how good your church is. It doesn't matter how good your preacher is. It doesn't matter how good the praise team is. Amen. You can sit wherever others are flourishing and die because of how you think. Amen. So it doesn't matter what everybody else is saying about your situation. All that matters is what you think about it. Oh, and that's good news to me, amen, because I, I, I rode the sharp bus to school. Oh, some of y'all don't even know what that means, amen. I was so special, I had special teachers. Y'all laughing, but it wasn't funny when I was in school. Amen. I was voted least likely to succeed and was even told that you won't never amount to anything. But when I begin to believe, oh, oh my God. But, 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 but in spite of what my mental capacity was and in spite of what my peers thought about me, it, all that matters is what I thought about it. And I thought greater is he that is in me. Oh my God, I'm going to shout all by myself. So I just want to know what you think amen I thank God for my friends and thank God for the pat on the back and thank God for the encouragement thank God for everything else but in reality all it boils down to Ezekiel is what do you think about your situation amen I just challenge somebody right now amen to look at your neighbor and tell them I think I'm coming out of this uh, come on, do some prophesy. You know what? I think I'm going to come out of this. You know what I think? I think I'm going to win this battle. Is anybody in this place? You know what I think? I think that I am well able. My God, are y'all with me this morning? You, you're, you're, you, you cannot live beyond what you think. Amen. Are you listening to me? So that's what God's got to change this morning. Amen. And I got good news for you. Your situation don't have to change for you to change. Matter of fact, may I submit to you, your situation will not change until you change how you see Amen. So while you're waiting on God to change that, God's waiting on you to change your mind. Oh, my God. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by changing the way you think. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to lose. I think I'm going to win. You know what? I think I can whoop you. Huh? 
Are you listening to me? That means everything when you're going into a fight. Amen. I got to go into the fight thinking I think I can take you. Amen. You got to wake up, my God. I'm telling you, I feel something happening in this place. Amen. You got to wake up in the morning. Instead of being scared, the devil is going to steal something from you. You got to walk out of your house saying, you know what I think? I think I can take you. I think I can win this battle. I think I am well able to overcome this situation. My God. So, so, so you can't live beyond your perception. Matter of fact, the children of Israel could not enter into the promised land. The promised land was already given to them. It was already theirs. The abundance was there. The healing was there. The deliverance was there. The restoration was there. It was all there. But the Bible says they could not enter in to the promised land, not because God hadn't provided, not because it wasn't already done. They could not enter in because of how they thought. That is unreal. Amen. Twelve spies went into the promised land and come out. Ten of them come out and said, oh my God, we can't do it. We can't do it. They, they're too strong for us. There's no way we can do it. We're grasshoppers in our own eyes. We're grasshoppers in their eyes. Amen. They could not see it. They could not wrap their mind around it. But there's two spies, Joshua and Caleb, they're standing back there with a sword in their hands saying, my God, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We are well able. Amen. They ain't no match for us. They are food for us. You know what they were saying? Are you kidding me? We going to eat their lunch. The only difference was perception. Oh, my God, is anybody hearing me? The only difference between them two and them ten was how they see the situation. And if you continually look at your situation as greater than you, you're going to be oppressed, you're going to be pushed down, and you're going to be defeated. David stood in front of Goliath with a rock and a rag. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a gun. He had a rock and a rag. And he's swinging it, looking at the giant saying, who do you think you are? Somebody ought to high five your neighbor and tell him, you got to get an attitude. Amen. Who do you think you are? In other words, here the giant is standing nine foot tall. Here David is, just a little old bitty boy, and he is plumb insulted that something so big would even challenge him. Oh, my God, that changes everything. Oh, that's good right there. Amen. Are you kidding me, dude? Who do you think you are to defy the orbs of the living God? He said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I feel something, I feel something burning right here. You ready, brother? He said, he said, let me tell you what I'm finna do. He said, I'm finna cut your head off. Huh? Come on now. You got to send your mind. You got to change the way you think before you're going to change your situation. He said, just let me go ahead and prophesy. Tell your neighbor you got to say something. You got to say something. For whatsoever you say, it shall come to pass. Let me tell you what I'm going to do, dude. I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed you to the birds. And then he looked behind Goliath and about a million shoulders said, by the way, all you soldiers, I'm going to kill all y'all. 
That don't sound like poor, pitiful me. The devil's picking up. Oh, my God. I don't know about you. I'm going to shout all by myself. That don't sound like I don't know if I'm going to make it through another day. It sounds like somebody who thinks that they are able to win this battle. So my God, I feel like shouting in this place. So my question... My question to you is, what do you think? It's my buddy, right? It's my high five buddy right there. Hey, man, I don't know what you're going through this morning, but right there where you are sitting, you ought to start saying something. You know what? I come in pretty down, but I think I'm going to leave here up. I come in defeated, but I think I'm going to leave here an overcomer. Ah, kata. I knew it's going to be tough getting out this morning. I've been, I've been mulling over this thing all morning. I, I, I know what the doctor said. I understand that. And I'm not denying that. I know, I know what the doctor said. I know what that checkbook said. Mind you, it said no, no, no. <laughs> And I'm saying yes, yes, yes. And it's saying no, no, no. Is anybody listening to me? But isn't it amazing? (laughs) Y'all stay with me a little while. We'll go do something for Father's Day, amen. But listen to this, amen. Uh, The Bible says Jesus was hungry. He needed something. So he was coming in expectation to get something from this tree. But when he got there, the tree was a total disappointing rejection. And I love it because the Bible says Jesus answered the tree. You know what that tells me? That every situation, every disappointment, every rejection, every impossibility is saying to you, you're not going to get what you need. Oh my God, thank you, Colby. It's telling you, you're not going to make it. That's why Jesus had to answer. He had to respond to his dilemma. Oh, this gets better. Amen. To to answer comes from the Greek word that literally means to refute or confute. It actually means to, to, uh, uh, what's the word? To come back with retaliation. And here's the context. They, they begin to shoot at us, so we answered them by fire. So the situation was telling Jesus, I know you need something, but you ain't going to get it. You're going to be disappointed. And Jesus turned around and began to speak to his circumstances and said, let me tell you something, tree. Not only am I not going to be disappointed, but nobody is ever going to be disappointed at you again. Somebody, oh my God, and and, 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 it'll come out in a minute. And and what's awesome, we didn't get the whole story because evidently he cursed that tree. Because Peter, if they come by there the next day, be bopping along, Peter, oh my God, Jesus. Look, look, dude, hey, y'all, come look. This tree that Jesus cursed, it died at the roots. <laughs> it died at the roots. So the curse means to pronounce the judgment of God upon a thing. 
Are you following me? So in reality, what Jesus did was pronounce the judgment of God upon a disappointing, discouraging, belittling situation, and he killed it at its roots. Well, the Holy Ghost spoke to me this morning and said, some of you has been in disappointment. Time, God, I can't tell it like I feel it. Time and time again, you've been through situation after situation after situation, time and time again. But today, you're going to start speaking and you're going to cut you're going to cut it off at the roots. You're going to root that thing out, baby. My God, tell your neighbor, root it out. Root it out. Tell them, root it out. you got to cut that thing all the way down. Because, <laughs> sit down, son. <laughs> because here's the deal. Because just when you start doing good, Randy, Jennifer, this is for y'all. <laughs> Just when you start doing good and you say, I cut the top off that thing. I got this thing licked. I'm going to make it. Is anybody listening to me? And you're just doing good and you're just praising the Lord. And everything's good. And all of a sudden, uh, is that good? Oh my God, where'd that come from? I thought I was over that addiction. Come on, I'm preaching better than you shouting right now. I, I thought I conquered that anchor problem. I, I thought I conquered that lust problem. I, I thought I didn't need pornography anymore. I, I because man we had a good service and we just shouted the victory and the pastor spoke into me and I just thought everything was fine <laughs> uh, amen and I just been so happy I ain't been depressed or oppressed all of a sudden a little shoot sticks his head up uh, uh, am I preaching to everybody in the house and all of a sudden here we go again here we go again. Oh my God. I thought I had won this battle, but the battle is not won yet. This thing, there must be a root. Wait. God help me this morning. There must be a root. There must be a source way down in me that just when I start feeling secure and good about myself, he'll stick its head up again and I go right back into hiding. Amen. Well, Jesus has given you an example. You can't just cut the top off of it. We got to take the word this morning and we got to root that thing out to the bottom. You got to curse it at God Almighty. You got to curse it with the judgments of God. Is anybody in this building this morning? My God, stand with me all over this building. You finna preach. I don't know what the root is. I don't know what the dilemma is. But right now, forget about everybody else and start cursing that thing in your life. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You spirit of accusation, I cut you in the name of Jesus. You spirit of insecurity, I kill you in the name of Jesus. Now, now, before you sit down, look at your neighbor and say, what do you think? Because that's all that matters. I don't, I don't have to be mad at you. You just have to think I'm mad at you. I don't, I don't have to dislike you. You just have to think 
I dislike you. Oh my God, that dude is preaching. Amen. Because your reality, your perception is your reality. And here I'm sitting there in as innocent as a judge. Well, that's questionable. But innocent as I can be. But because the devil has accused somebody in your mind that, oh my God. So the next time you get around me, That is good. That is so rich. What? I mean, wait, have I got a booger in my nose or? <laughs> huh? Huh? It's, what? what? What happened? Last time we talked, we were friends. Amen. But somewhere between in and there, all the devil, that's why the Bible says the devil is accuser of the brethren. All he got to do, and if you decide to think that, that becomes your reality. And then then the next time I say something to you, I guarantee you'll say, "Uh uh-huh. You hear how he said that? (laughs) But he said, I love you. But he said it different. (laughs) He didn't mean it. My God, that's so real. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, that's what he is. It don't matter what he's playing like. He is what he thinks he is. So how in the world am I going to get rid of this thing? Amen. I tell you how. You're going to look at that thing, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, what you think? You think these bones can live? Yes, sir. Amen. And, and here's the deal. If you're not careful, you'll look at Ezekiel's statement as a statement of doubt. Because Ezekiel didn't say, yes, sir, they can live. Ezekiel said, actually, all he said was, Lord, only you know. Now, he's sitting in an impossible, hopeless valley of dry bones. They've been dead so long, the animals had scattered them. I mean, it wasn't no skeleton laying there. There was a toe bone laying by ear bone. If ears have bones. <laughs> by neck bone. Are you following me? Amen. And that leg bone don't even go with that arm bone. It's scattered. It's hopeless. Amen. And God wanted him to get a good look at that hopeless situation. And he asked him, what you think? Do you, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. In other words, sometimes faith has to take a leap of faith. Amen. And when, if you was to ask me, because my logic is screaming, it's impossible. Oh, my God. Everything within me, the doctors is saying, it's impossible. My logic intellect is saying it's impossible. But nevertheless, God, what do I know? Nevertheless, God, what Ezekiel was saying is, yeah, everything is saying they can't live. But God, you know, and you got the last word over my situation. Some of you, oh my God, you're in a situation right now where you cannot see it in the natural. And all you got to go on is, God, you got the last say in this. My God, I don't know if any of y'all has ever been here. We've been here. 
Amen. We've been in this situation, and it's not a statement of doubt, because doubt would have said it can't be done. But Ezekiel was saying, God, if you're involved, you know what can be done. Amen. So God stepped back and said, okay, Ezekiel, if I got the last word, I need you to speak. He said, prophesy upon these bones. And it literally is prophesy over. And the word literally means take dominion and stand in opposition. I'm going to say that again. It means take uh, dominion and stand in opposition. The bones are screaming. Your impossible situation is screaming. It's impossible. But you have got to respond to your situation with what God is saying about let me get over here and help somebody right here. Amen. What I come to tell you is your dilemma is waiting on your response. It is challenging you. Amen. And then all of a sudden that scripture comes alive. Be ready to give an answer. Be ready to give an answer of the hope that is in you. Amen. Your circumstance is asking you, why are you believing? Why are you believing? How can you believe? Your circumstances is telling you right now, it's totally impossible. Amen. So, so to respond means to stand in opposition to your circumstances and begin to say what God says. Man, that's just rich right there. He said, I want you to tell these bones, you're going to live. And I like the way Ezekiel responded. Y'all still with me? A few more minutes? I like the way Ezekiel responded. He said, oh, bones, hear with the word of the Lord. There comes a time in your life when you are so taxed. You are so under pressure. that it's dangerous for you to say anything. Can I get a witness out there? Because I'm, I'm surrounded by it. When everything around me looks defeated, it's hard not to talk defeated. Am I right about it? I mean, when I'm in pain and when I'm hurting and the report is true and you can't just deny it and, and, and blab it, grab it, whatever. I mean, it's real. He told you, he, he, he told him, acknowledge this situation. And when you're in a situation like that, you may see yourself as faithless. And if you're not careful, if you, if you speak based on your logic, you're going to say something negative. You're going to concur. You're going to agree with the situation. So Ezekiel would not even respond with nothing but, Lord, you know. Hey, some people in this building this morning that's in that situation right now. That you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do. You don't know where to go. And you don't know how you're going to get out of this. But you're here this morning. So you may not be shouting around the church this morning, making a positive declaration, but right there where you're sitting, you are just start saying, Lord, you know. 
Lord, you know. Lord, you got the last say. You got the last say. Oh, my God, I'm feeling that every time I say you. You got the last word on this. Amen. My bank account don't have the last word. My doctor don't have the last word. My situation don't have the last word. You got the last word on this. Amen. Instead of speaking his own words, all Ezekiel began to do was just say what God said. Bones, this is what God said. Oh my God, that's rich right there. I I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how to confront you, but let me tell you what God said. God said, you gonna live. My God, there's some power in that right now, amen. Somebody ought to say that right now. You gonna live, you gonna live. What is it? What is it you're facing right now, amen? You hopelessness, there's hope in you. You are going to live. Your situation and circumstance is waiting on your response. You can't tippy-toe around this thing hoping that it's going to get better. Your very first step in bringing change is changing the way you think. Are you with me this morning? You got to change the way you think about it. Some of you have given up on some things you need to change your mind about. Some of you have given up on some churches, some pastors, some preachers, some people. You've just given up on them. Why? Because them bones been dead a long time. This situation's been bad a long time. Some of you's given up on winning the victory over that thing because it's whipped you time and time and time again. Some of you's given up in, on, on walking in total victory because you have failed so many times. You've been in a valley of dry bones that's been dry a very long time. But something happened. When Ezekiel said, Bones, this is what God said. You don't know how many times me and my wife has been to this place to where I didn't have a prophetic utterance by inspiration. All we could do was stand and say, situation, this is what God says. As a matter of fact, if I may divulge, amen, five years ago, five years ago, this church was nemic. Five years ago, this thing was about to die. All you faithful ones, you remember, couldn't get nobody to come, had a little bitty handful of people, amen, and, and all of us were sick of one another. Amen, Benny? Thanks, sir. But we hung in there, didn't we? We hung in there. Amen. Are you listening? Y'all remember that? Five years ago. I remember it well. Amen. And it was so bad, bad and dead and dry. The preacher was dead and singing was okay. <laughs> I ain't going to pull you under here too, Rosetta. Amen. We had cassette tapes. Uh, no, we didn't. We had CDs. It wasn't that far back. We, we did CDs with music, and me and my wife was discouraged. Amen. She, we was over in our house right here, and I remember, like it was yesterday, she's standing in our living room with tears streaming down her face saying, you miss God. We miss God. We miss God. These people, we're dying. The church is not growing. It's going down. It's going under. You said all that, remember? <laughs> just to cry. I'm going to go back home. Let's just go back home. Let's just go back home. And my God, I was just walking around frantic, you know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anymore. So we come over here to church. And I was over here milling around and praying. And she was over here under this pew just to cry. And right in the middle of her prayer, God asked her the question, can these bones live? Remember that? 
And we had to come to a resolve that we are not going to let this impossible situation run us off. We begin to respond, and our response wasn't jumping up saying, oh my God, it's going to be a great church. All she could say was, Lord, you know it. And you got the last word on it. Amen. And we fought through our battle, and bam, God began to move. He had to change me and her before he could bring change here. And then for a while, all we could say was, this is what God says. Devil, this is what God says. And I like it, Brother Benny, it said, uh, uh, Ezekiel, just a few more minutes, I promise. Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. He said, well, prophesy. Bones, this is what I'm about to do to you. Oh, bones, hear the word of the Lord. And the Bible said, Ezekiel said, as I prophesied, as I commanded, behold, there was a noise. Can I help somebody right now? You're in a situation. You're in a circumstance. You're in an impossible situation. And it's waiting on you to speak. Not what? what you think, not what you want, but you got to get a word on it and start telling that. God, I feel that right there. You got to start telling it. You sickness, this is what God says. You oppression, you pain, you infirmity, this is what God says about this situation. And he said, behold, there was a shaking. And bones begin to come together. Can I tell you things is finna come together when you start learning how to talk. Things will start coming together when you start learning how to think. My last point. So all them bones came together and there they was. All together and dead. Dead. So now what I do he said, well, don't stop speaking what you started speaking. Can I help somebody right here? Because it's easy to start. But after a while, when you're not seeing the results you think you ought to see. Come on now. Amen. It starts robbing us of declaring by faith what God says about it. So he said, now I want you to prophesy on another dimension. You prophesied to what you could see a while ago. Now I want you to prophesy what you can't see. I want you to start prophesying into that realm. I need to get your mind up in there in that realm and start saying what you see. Amen. So, so, so just slap your neighbor right now and tell them you got to keep on talking. You got to keep on talking. I know it ain't happened yet. I know it ain't come to pass yet. Amen. But at least you're not where you used to be. You got to keep on prophesying. God Almighty. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. I may not have all that life in me, but at least I'm getting a little order. Oh my God, this is just getting too long, but it's, it, it just keeps coming. He says a little bit of order, but I don't feel no life. <laughs> he said, okay, well now you got to prophesy to the wind. That means spirit. And say, come and breathe on me. Come and breathe on me. Come and breathe on me. Amen. What you start out speaking, no matter what the circumstances is, you got to keep on saying what God said. And God said, you shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be the first and not the last. It says you shall be the victor, not the victim. That's what God says. That's what God says. You got to respond.
And this is helping me because used to, I thought that if you just wasn't standing in what I thought was complete, total faith with all the assurance in the world, but I see a man who's standing here that ain't got nothing to build on, but he just believes what God said. I don't need to feel anything. I don't need to spit or scream. I just know this is what God said. And you're going to go through times in your life that the only thing going to get you through, sis, is I'm standing on what God said. I ain't got to feel it. I don't need confirmation from anybody. Ezekiel said, Bones, I need you to hear what God is saying about this situation. Now, we sat in the doctor's office and we heard everything he said. But now, I need you to know what God said. You that are, are, are battling with things that's trying to control your flesh, you need to say today, I hear your flesh, what you said. But I need you to sit down just a minute. Let me tell you what God said. Oh, God, that's just good. Just, just let me tell you what God said about this situation. And then you've got to keep on speaking. Why? Because God's word is breath. And every time you speak the word, you're, you're blowing life into that situation. So you see, I conclude with, it does matter what you think. It, ma it means everything.